This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise, and I'm here with Rachel Thomas and Brooke Keels, my old faithful friends here on Mercy Talk. Um, yes. Hey, guys. <laughs> Anybody? Because we host okay. the show, yeah. so we're always here. Yeah, always here. Um, so, if you are just now catching up with us, maybe this is your first time to listen to Mercy Talk, and if so, please disregard that entire intro. We don't usually stumble <laughs> quite like that. But, um, unless Brooke's doing it. Unless then, Brooke's uh, doing the intro. Um, but yeah, if you are just now joining us, we are right in the middle of a two-month series that we're doing called How Do We Respond? And we just decided a few weeks back that we wanted to start just kind of diving into some topics of conversation on on areas that we really feel like need to be addressed for, you know, how the church, how believers, how the body of Christ responds to certain things that people walk through in life. We've covered, man, we've covered a lot. We've talked about singleness. We've talked about special needs. We've talked about, what else have we talked about, guys? I'm like blanking right now. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Sorry. Like, uh. We've covered like five weeks worth of oh, stuff. So it's, it's, uh, we talked about infertility and yes, loss. And yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, we've so just tight. kind of been trying to hit some different things that we we thought, like, as a whole, the church either hasn't done a really fantastic job of, of leaning into some of these issues with people, but, or maybe on the flip side of that, just haven't addressed at all and yeah. just kind of avoided and don't talk about it. And that is also very wounding to people. And so um, we're, we're jumping into a whole new topic today. And that is the topic of divorce. And to be very clear from the get-go on where we're going with the show, um, we are specifically speaking to, um, you know, people who have already walked through divorce. They've already walked that journey. They're on the other side of that. And how does the church come alongside and love and support them well? Because goodness knows, let's be honest, if we started talking about just the topic of divorce, it's a hot topic. A lot of people have a lot of things and a lot of opinions and ways that they feel about that. So that's not where we're really going today on like, when is it right? When is it wrong? What is scripture? We're not going there. Um, we're just going not on like... Not the theological perspective. That is no. that is not... <laughs> just yes. being decent humans. Yes. We just are okay. saying... That's it. There are countless people in your world and in your church that have probably already walked this road. They are divorced. And how do you love them, support them? How do you even just be aware of their needs, especially if it's something that's still pretty fresh, like, you know, like this just happened a couple of years ago or, you know, like how do we come alongside them? And obviously it was really, really important to us in these um, podcasts that we never try to speak from a perspective of like, oh, we get it when we don't right. get it. And, yeah. um, the three of us in the room, we don't, we don't get it from a firsthand perspective mm-hmm. um, on this one. And so we, um, talked to some people that we know, um, a, a good friend of mine from a former church. And then one of our staff members here at mercy, we've talked to as well, just to really get some of their perspective on this. Cause we didn't want to go in here talking like we knew something that we didn't know. So right. that's really kind of what we leaned on for, for this podcast. Yeah, no, that's so true. And just to kind of reiterate what Mel said, as we reached out to people, 
that we knew who had been down this road and walked this road, one thing they said that was really important um, was having people around them to help them see the long view and to just have hope for the future and know that um, this wasn't the end for them. That Just that they needed to be re- reminded that divorce is not what defines them, that actually Jesus defines them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so it's something um, that you can see a lot of times in the body of Christ, just that shame mm-hmm. it can is it's incredibly easy to place upon another person without realizing it and so just being really aware um that that's not that's obviously not the role that we want to play in a person's life um but again reminding them of their identity um in Jesus that that defines who they are yeah. um, and not having shame for a failed marriage um or even that bringing shame and making them feel humiliated um, because they may still be grieving at a certain extent, you know, the loss of that marriage. And so Mm -hmm. um, they don't need our help in doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember the friend that we spoke with, you know, she was like, I just, I was grieving and mourning the loss of till death do us part Mm because that's what I committed to. And, and so I didn't really need anyone to make me feel worse about about that. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't need shame upon shame. So I'm already humiliated that I am now part of the statistic of failed marriage. Mm -hmm. I didn't need that, you know? So just not playing like, that's not really, that's not really something that they need. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And probably don't need people to try and convince you that you shouldn't be grieving it either yeah like there's so many aspects of because if you got married Mm -hmm. you thought that it would be forever right and then there's just 400 million nuances of what can happen Mm -hmm. you know that lead to divorce and so even just like I've I've seen a lot and all of mine is from a counseling perspective and working with couples and you know either walking through or done or trying to figure out how to co-parent and um that piece of people trying to like, well, let's figure out what happened. And so mm-hmm. it won't happen again. And, you know, just that kind of idea that we'll just d- somehow dig, yeah, dig yeah. into the mystery like, and tell figure me more it about it out. so that I can figure out if that was right or wrong that you made that decision. Yeah. Or, you know, like this just, yeah. you know, they don't, we yeah. don't need to be, we don't know yeah. your business. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's uh-huh. right. I was going to say that. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but I, you know, but you know, with mercy and all of our practicality, Uh, (laughs) We did want to share just some practical ways that you can support someone who has walked through divorce. Um, And this portion is specifically for people who have kids. And like I said, this is the part I've been the most involved with. Yeah. Um, And really helping with the physical and financial needs, the child care, Mm. the car rides. I mean, you could get gift cards, you know, Mm, um, things at Christmas, like there are so many aspects and, and I mean, I'm just, I have literally family circling in my mind right now. I almost cannot come with, but one example in particular is, you know, if you are married and you have children and your spouse goes out of town for a week, Mm. the survival (laughs) that comes into, let's just keep everybody alive. And then now I have to consider that I am going to be completely heartbroken and grieving. Yes. And now I need to be a super good parent and get everyone where they need to be on time yes. and fed yes. and maybe get to get them to bed. Like that just seems mm. impossible. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, just that those pieces that we don't necessarily consider that you just think like, what does this person need? You know what? I can take Johnny yes. soccer practice or can I come, you know, do whatever. Or what do you need? Well, hey, the kids, you know, especially if they have more than one kid, yeah. you know, well, yeah, this one's got this and that. and can we, mm-hmm, huh? mm-hmm. You know, just the just again, mm-hmm. I just go this. How can I help? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really just the question yep. Yep. I'm just yep. going to stick with. Another piece is frankly stepping in as role models of godly men That's and godly good. women, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's a gap of a healthy mom or dad. Um, yeah. Men speaking into the lives of little boys, and at oh, the end yeah. of the day, the percentage is that fathers leave or, mm-hmm. or are not around as much, mm-hmm. right? And we can get in that. Now it's actually, you know, uh, we see more and more moms are leaving as well. Mm-hmm. But so women need to do the same thing, though, while mm-hmm. mom is hurting. Let me be a healthy, stable person to help support her, but also you. Like, yeah. everything's going to be okay. Yeah. The people who come around during that time are just going to be so important for those kids. Um, mm-hmm. And then also that the kids get to see examples of healthy marriages mm-hmm. because just because that happened with their family does not mean that it will happen to them right. when they get married yeah. and give other options, you know, and grieve this loss and also be a safe place for the kids to grieve what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. Okay. And knowing that kids, by the way, always think it's their fault. That's mm-hmm. how they are. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to me. So being able to support them and this, you know what, it's not anything to do with you. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that love you yeah. and your parents, do and we're going to be there and we're going to support and kind of like with a loss though that it's not just within the first month that it's like six months a year like you actually are a part of their life you know the example I'm thinking back um, to our conversation with uh, my friend that and I think just context helps because I know we've had people on on yes. some of our shows in the past who were like, this is my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's not here to share her story. But I can say that, um, you know, she was in a situation where she was, you know, she had an abusive husband. Mm-hmm. And so and eventually the husband just left. Like, he's just like, yeah. I'm out of here. She was left with nothing. Thing. She right. had nothing. She got right. nothing, like no money. I mean, she was like, I don't know how we're going to survive. And she had yeah. three boys. She right. had just given birth to their third child. Um, and so anyway, now it's years later, but um, the example that she used of what you just said, Brooke, was um, that there was somebody from that church, and he's a, he's a guy who has sons. And he, I think maybe she said, you might remember Rachel, but like every summer or every year, every two years, we'll do this like class where they go through every young man's battle, I think, yes, with yeah. other boys. And he'll just invite other guys over to their, other boys over to their house. And I think maybe some dads come too, yeah. maybe not. But she was like, the fact that he is pouring into my sons and yeah. being the man that they that they needed in their father that they right. don't have like I just remember it was like how do I even express what yeah. that means that there are men pouring into my sons whenever their dad is gone right. and absent or or if he's not absent just not healthy yeah. not pouring into that's them really in a good, good way so I just yeah. love that example I'm like oh my goodness people that's a great idea someone yeah. more people do that yeah. <laughs> I saw my daughter I saw what God did through her life but I also got to meet friends of hers from Mercy when during graduation and you know one at a time and then more friends after that and to just see these girls and hear their story I love to hear their stories because they're all so different but they're all claiming the transformation of Jesus I've seen a lot of rehabs I've you know walked through with people other places in in mercy it's different than anywhere else you know mercy has touched so many lives that i will never know these girls are living their lives to the glory of god and it has changed not only their lives it changes generations it's changing my daughter's children and it will change their children because of what mercy is 
So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. And I love that. And a lot of times when we hear these things, we think like, oh gosh, that's so good. And like, I could do that. But what we tend to do is actually just avoid the whole thing altogether because we don't know what to do. We're like, I don't know that I could do a Bible study or I don't know. And it could just be being good to people, but we are going to talk about what not to do very quickly. Okay. Right. Since you let let into that. (laughs) I love that. That's right. So one of the things is do not avoid the conversation. Right. If people are going through that and now do not counsel them. Mm-hmm. Nobody hired you. If they are not paying you hourly. They do not want your advice. Okay. Unless they ask for it. And you can even ask, do you want my advice? And if they stare at you or say, no, don't give it. Um, <laughs> just, just, a just, tip. Don't. just, just don't. a tip. Yep. Um, but you know, ask questions, but don't assume, you know, ask what, like, how, how are you? What is the most difficult thing right now? Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. I help in that way? Right? Be empathetic and listen. Um, ask them what they need in this moment. Um, don't assume and just start doing things. I think that's one of the things that, that we do because we think, well, I would feel this way if I were going through that. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's great for a level of like mm-hmm. empathy, mm-hmm. but it is not actually great for a level of action. Yeah, because what someone would need to do for you to serve you in that place is not necessarily Absolutely. what that person needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're a doer and a fixer, and I'm talking to myself, like I have to remind myself, I I might f- need something else, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, let me ask, just what do you need? And sometimes it's just really basic stuff. Like, yeah. can you just bring some KFC over? I don't know why anybody'd want KFC, <laughs> I mean, but they might. Really Does it? Oh, yeah. So yeah. pregnant people I may get KFC. <laughs> Uh, anyway, keep going. That's it. Sorry. This is what I do to Melanie, by the Biscuits. way. Taco Bell. <laughs> and then, and then she comes for. in with a bag. I love it. I can't eat it. I'm just glad you do. Hilarious. Um, you know, and then, uh, look, y'all, I'm gonna go, I'll be praying for you is just, is so nice, but also not. Um, sometimes it can just feel like an easy out. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's a level of, like, let us know what you need, but that's not... That is a lot different than how can I help? Yeah. What do you need today? Yeah. Yeah. What can I do for you this week? Because yes. that lets people know you're serious. The yeah. last yeah. thing that someone who is grieving and devastated wants to do mm-hmm. is figure out all the ways that mm-hmm. you can give to them. Well, and honestly, you like know? that whole, oh, let us know if you need anything. No, yeah. they won't. No, mm-hmm. they never do. Ask a direct question That's right. right now and be ready yeah. for the response and be ready to actually take action on it. But yeah. I am that person and I've done this. Okay. Someone's like, no, I'm good. I was like, cool. I'll be there in 15 minutes. So come up with some things you need me to do. (laughs) Yeah. Like I I will impose my will upon your life (laughs) if I know that you need me, Yeah, you know, and pray through that. Okay. Don't like a bunch of people want to show up at somebody's (laughs) house, but they, I knew they weren't telling me what they needed. And I was like, okay, well I'm coming and taking the kids. So so bye, Mm -hmm. you know, or Hey, I bought tickets to this. And that's when you know the person you're like, they're never going to tell me something. So I'm going to just Please be in a relationship with these people. (laughs) Don't just show up on doorstep. But no, that's good. And you know, um, some other things that, uh, we learned we're just about I mean and it's not like this is a shocker but like how incredibly hard holidays are for people who've oh, gone through divorce especially when they have kids yeah. um, because you know um, the people we talked to was just like I mean literally if if the spouse has the kids I'm literally by myself at Christmas you know yeah, yeah. and we talked some about this uh, you know when we did the the show on singleness but like 
man, if there's not family around, be willing yeah. to open your home and your family. And heaven forbid, maybe your Christmas looks a little different because you bring sure. someone in this year yeah. and love on them and care for them. Um, That's so good. And so just invite them to be part of your celebrations. Get them gifts. Get them gifts. I mean, the you know the friend of mine that we talked to, she was like, there were people the first year after the divorce who literally... like. I did not know how in the world I was going to buy a single gift for one of my boys at Christmas. Mm. Not, I mean, we were barely surviving and there were people from the church who literally just loaded them up with gifts that Christmas. And you know, I mean, yeah, there was that part of her that morning that was like, none of this was for me, but my kids are getting Christmas, you know? So just being aware of holidays and you know, something else I remember she brought up that was so, I'd never really thought about this before. Because she said, you know, there is there is a lot of loneliness, but it's next level of loneliness because you know what it was like to have family. Mm-hmm. You know what it was like to be married and have children and have that unit and, and you don't anymore. Yeah. So I just had thought like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, people who've been through divorce, it's kind of like being single again. And I remember being single and lonely and what that was like. So but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm and I know that even probably now that I am married, like Oh, to have it and then it be gone. That's next level. That's next level. So yeah. just the, the loneliness. So just making sure they 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 don't have to spend holidays alone. I will still maintain that Sundays are the worst days mm. of the week for people who are going through hard stuff or who are feeling lonely. That's because so it, is, it is sad. It is. So but sad. like there's nothing worse than going into a yeah. church where you see all these families that are, you know, just so happy mm. and smiling and going to lunch together and you and have never felt more alone than yeah. in those moments. And so being aware of that, inviting them over for lunch on Sundays or whatever the case might be. And um, and then the last one that I'm remembering, you know, was um, specifically for women who have, have gone through divorce. Um, we talked about this. Uh, so many of these kind of go back and forth with the episode we did on singleness. But like, man, I mean like dudes come into their life and like ask them, do you want to need some help with the car? Yeah. Do you need some help yeah. with the house? Like, don't, you know what? Maybe one out of a hundred women are going to be offended that you've asked, but yeah. 99 yeah. out of a hundred are going to be like, Oh Rejoicing. my word. Yes. Please yeah. come over to my house and help with my home repairs. You know? Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Um, I've seen Scott all of the time. Yeah. He loves it. I'll text him. Hey, such and such needs their yard mode. Yeah. And usually I'll be the go between because they wouldn't feel comfortable sure. telling him. Yeah. And, and so, him. yeah, yeah. I was That's like, awesome. and he's like, all right, he goes, Goes and sprays for bugs. Oh, and he oh my gosh! Put Huge. basketball goals together, and yeah, I That's mean just awesome. stuff like that. And he can, you know, and if y'all don't know Scott, but if you do, you just tell, hey, go do that. And he's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. And so yeah, but you know, as a if you are married, I think as the wife, like letting them know, yeah, no, no, they're available to you because that would, you know, can seem super Absolutely. weird. Sure. And so I schedule it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. You know, Scott, you're practical. awesome. Yeah. If you listen. <laughs> no, he can't hear my voice more than he already does. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, what else do you want to say about Scott on our podcast? Right. He's a really great guy. No, he is. He really is. He puts oh, up with that. me. And oh my God. That's a gift from heaven. Oh, so. No, all of that is so, so good. And just some things kind of along the same line. As far as church goes, um, just in talking with uh, some friends and even friends here at Mercy that have walked this road as well, um, even about divorce care groups, that those can be helpful. Um, but it's something that that you want to move through and not necessarily stay in, mm. um, that sticking in that same group um, long, long term can um, 
can feel heavy, if that makes sense. Um, and not isolating those people from other groups either. Mm-hmm. We talked about that in singleness a little bit, like, okay, this is the, this group and this is just, if you have kids and this is, and it's like, man, why aren't we getting more people together in various seasons of life at the same time mm-hmm. so we can learn from each other, so we can pour into each other, mm-hmm. so we can rub up against and, uh, you know, sharpen each other. That's the way that I meant. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, um, yeah, iron sharpens iron. It's yes. in the Bible. We're with you. It's yes. In, it's, it's in the Bible. So, it's in the Word of God. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, yeah. I thought that was such an interesting um, perspective was, um, you know, my friend that we spoke with just said like, yeah, divorce care groups are great and they're really important and they are needed for a season, but we need to encourage people to move through them yes. and not stay in them. Yes. Because what happens a lot of times in those settings is like you just are sitting around with a bunch of sad, grieving people. And that's really helpful for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then you you need to get out of the pit and, yeah. and get into life. And it doesn't mean it doesn't stay sad, but um, staying in that setting isn't always super helpful for someone long term. Yeah. But, but to still have it for those, especially for those who've never walked through that grieving process um, or who it's really fresh for it, like having those support groups is really big. Yeah, it's super important. And on that same note, Brooke mentioned this earlier, Free child care. Yes. That is huge. Like if, if you, for some reason don't have the means to be able to do that, make it known that you're going to have a scholarship fund and then invite your congregation to be a part of that and Mm -hmm. to help care for those in your congregation. Um, Or don't some churches do even like donations? So some people will give a whole lot of money and then that covers people who can't give any money or, you know, whatever, like, Mm -hmm. yep, uh, yep. Pay for, for other people's care. children to go to church camp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, girl, that's good too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, you know, yeah. like different things like that. Mm-hmm. That's free childcare yes. and they're going a week. It is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Double thoughtful. <laughs> Double thoughtful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So good. Make it accessible. Yeah. And just being aware too that it can just be like, embarrassing for to someone to ask. have to ask for help to be like, no, I'd really love to go to this divorce care group. And I have three boys. Yes. Yeah. So I can't because I don't like have I would care, yeah. I would leave them home with my husband, but I he's can't. not here anymore. Yeah. Like so, just being very aware, and they don't want. I mean, they don't want to have to ask for that. Like, yeah. That's not something. So just make that, like you said, make it accessible and easy for them to to get to. So that's really good. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up with some <laughs> thoughts. Okay. Some thoughts. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, I, I've said this before. I know pro- probably at Empower, I don't know that I've ever said it on the podcast, but to me, divorce is one of the things that the church has completely failed at mm. in the way of, and not to be critical, but in the way of, you know, the church basically was like, divorce is wrong, divorce is wrong, divorce is wrong. And then everyone was divorced and they mm-hmm. were like, all right, mm-hmm. I guess it's fine now. Yeah. And and what the church failed to do is go, wait a second, why is everyone getting divorced? Yeah. Like, what are we doing about that? Right. They didn't yeah. go into the root issue that yeah. we would talk about. Well, if everybody's getting divorced, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we went from 90% of marriages were two household, like what, in the seventies, mm-hmm. you know, and then we got into, I don't even know what percentage we're at now. We say 50, it's probably significantly probably higher than yeah. that. Um, and so, you know, just making sure that that um, that churches, one, meet that need on the front end. Are you prepping people to be married? Are you getting mm-hmm. to know the people in your congregation? Are you supporting them beforehand? Right. Yeah, and we yeah. a lot of people do premarital counseling, but they're not necessarily, you know, they're like 
Dave Ramsey and you should budget. Do y'all want kids? Like that's not yeah. necessarily, that's cool, but, How but you we do chores. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's some basic nice, things of like, yeah. what are some beliefs that you have about yourself and each other mm-hmm. and yeah. expectations that you have that we need to talk about yeah. right now, yeah. which leads into another piece that I think we really need to be considerate of when, you know, churches really have a predominantly male leadership. Um, and so communication at the front of the church is predominantly male. Mm-hmm. And when it gets into um, situations of abuse, a mm-hmm. lot of times women can feel very lost. Their voice can feel lost. Um, they don't know what to do. And if people are friends with your spouse, like if you're dealing with an abuse situation, again, one of the loneliest places can be the church mm-hmm. because it is so embarrassing. Also, the church historically out of the religion side, not the Jesus side have decided to put, you know, say things like, well, if you just did X, Y, and Z, um, everything, you know, would be better. And Mm -hmm. so I think that it is really, really important for people in pastoral positions, um, and counseling positions in the church too. A lot of times, you know, counselors who maybe are, are, uh, doing the biblical counseling route and haven't, you know, had some of the training that, um, you know, a licensed counselor would have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, with the state or that sort of thing with abuse that you're just trying to make things good mm-hmm. because you don't know what to do with it. And, yeah. and, and frankly, having a plan beforehand, you have to know that, that, I mean, if we're talking about one in three people have been abused, mm-hmm. that's in your church. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so at, at some level, this is ha- it's either currently happening or mm-hmm. has happened, the baggage that comes along with it, mm-hmm. um, what that looks like. And so it's really important that the church has a place for people who, who have been abused or, or, or frankly, sometimes they're like, I don't, am I being emotionally abused? I mean, like, so I was this about feels to say, really that's off. the exact story with my friend that I spoke okay. with. She, she was like, I didn't even know that I wasn't educated in the signs of abuse. It's, right. It can be easy to recognize like, oh, if a, if my spouse punches it's me, that's that. abuse. Right. But the signs of emotional abuse, right. like, I, like a lot yeah. of people aren't very educated now. Right. Or even like the signs of like, oh, no, this is becoming an abusive relationship. Right. And, right. and that was not something that she was educated in. And so she just lived in that for a while, right. for like too long. Right. Um, and because it was never getting addressed, it was, she was never being educated by the church or by anyone in counseling, nothing. Yeah. Like she just kept going like, I guess this is normal. And it, you know, clearly yeah. wasn't. So, so thank you. I'm, oh, I'm trying not to get really passionate right now. Uh-huh. But that's twofold. One is, have we educated her mm-hmm. right ahead of time on what a healthy relationship is? Yeah. She would have been like, oh, wait, this is not just a submit to the yeah. Lord and yeah. take it yeah. kind of thing. And vice versa for men as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Emotional absolutely. abuse happens across the board, you know, but also the shame of like, it's my fault. I'm supposed to make this work. Now we're in a covenant relationship, mm-hmm. the things that come with that. So if the church educates on what healthy relationships are supposed to look like, mm-hmm. then someone has something to compare it to. Yep. Yeah. And then two, if she had a safe place to go, like this doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, mm-hmm. you know? And so designate those people, train people in your church, just on the signs of something is off. Yep. And I'll tell you this as a, as a family therapist working with a lot of couples over the years, the thing I would ask them is what is a healthy relationship to you? Mm-hmm. And so if you're meeting with young couples or, you know, or currently going to get married, are married, what does a healthy relationship look like? And if they cannot tell you, mm-hmm. then you need to speak into that place or have people speak into that place, either as a mentorship, 
by the way, male to male, female to yes. female. Let's just yes. please in Jesus go ahead and write yes. that up, or then we're <laughs> talking about a whole different level. Uh, and so, anyway, I just think that it, it's kind of that it really is the two edged sword, and that you need to do both things: educate people on what is healthy, and then have a place for them to go when they're they don't know or it isn't healthy. Yeah. That's going to be safe without judgment, and the whole entire church will not know later. Right. That's, All right, I'm done now. Man, oh. No, that's good. Okay. Boom, mm-hmm. girl. My girl Brooks preaching. <laughs> She's been doing that a lot lately, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, we're so glad that you were able to join us today. And a lot of these topics are not easy, but um, that's okay. We want to be okay with that. We want to mm-hmm. be okay with um, just really having the conversation in the first place. And so thank you for um, having that with us today. And we hope you will join us again. We've got one more month to go in this series with how do we respond? And uh, we will be diving into some additional topics here. And so we hope you'll, you'll be back with us for that. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.